recording. Hello, hello, my name's Gary Fort. This is episode four of Variety Sports Network news show, Football from Across the Pond. Now that was weird. I wasn't sure if that video played then or not. Did you even see the video? It did. It didn't seem as loud as last week. No, last time it last time it definitely. Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining the show. This show is sponsored by Anchor, your one-stop shop for podcast creation. So if you too want to make a podcast, go check out Anchor Tool at Anchor FM right now. Uh, and tonight I'm joined by a new face, Paul Hope uh, from 49er Faithful UK has joined us. Thanks for joining us, Paul. You're welcome. Good evening. Thanks for having me on. It's um, appreciate. Pleasure to be a guest on your new channel, Gary. <laughs> Appreciate it, Paul. And uh, coming back for the second time is Johnny. How you doing, Johnny? Uh, I'm not bad, thanks. About number two to one today, by the looks of it. It looks like it. It looks like it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and be uh, uh, the unbiased opinion here. But um, as you can tell, Paul and I both have a, have the same sort of leanings towards uh, our favourite teams. Um, and just for everyone's uh, information, Paul and I obviously share share not only. Uh, 49er faithful and and some love of the 49ers but we are part of the let's talk sport network so we, we we speak a lot we have a lot of things going on paul i know he's, he's looking to build up his own uh, social media and he's looking to launch his own channel pretty soon he's doing a lot of uh prep work so fingers crossed we'll get that going soon for you paul yeah hopefully so um to be fair johnny when i first got into the nfl the new york giants i was allocated them as like a franchise team in the fantasy league, it was the season where Odell Beckham had the catch. So I've always kind of oh, had a yeah, yeah. spot for the Giants. Um, so seeing you rocking your jersey, it's always good to connect with other fans. Right, I've got my Thibodeau top on today, so that's good. So. Okay. Nice, nice and up to date with that one as well. Um, so there really, there's only one place to start the show off this week, which is the big news coming out the NFL, which of course is the ITV signing a new deal to show the Super Bowl, London Games and the Highlight Show. What do you mean yeah. there's been other news about has there been any other NFL breaking story news this week? Uh probably not. Um to well, be honest. For, somewhere. Yeah, there's probably something just for those uh, across the, the pond who don't understand. I, ITV is the terrestrial network over in the UK. Um they've just signed the deal to show live Super Bowl, live London games and some highlight show. Basically, it just means they've switched channels, but obviously the main story for this week for all, all NFL players and all NFL fans is the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson suspension. Um, it's a subject which has obviously caused a lot of consternation, a lot of conversations. Um, it's interesting to take, get your take on it, Paul. We haven't actually managed to catch up. Too too little, too much, not enough. So. I mean, obviously, I'm a proud girl dad, Johnny. I'm a father of three, nine, 12, 15-year-old. So for me, it's absolutely disgraceful. I don't care whether I get any hate on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I think it's not enough what, what's come mm-hmm. out. I just think if you look at some of the other punishments handed out, I mean, Ridley was betting on his own team, for crying out loud, and has had a harsher punishment for what's come out. I think if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you're very happy with the news. Um, I think it's lenient. And personally, uh, I'm not a fan, Gary. I'm not a fan of Deshaun Watson as a man. And I will not be drafting him in any of my fantasy teams. I don't care whether he goes off. And as a stellar season for me, he's not a role model that I want my kids to be looking up to. So that's my take on it for what it's worth. <laughs> so it's a pretty uh, understandable take, especially, as you say, from a, a father and with daughters. Johnny, yourself? 
Oh, it's just totally disgusting. It doesn't matter if it's one female or 20 female. And the fact you did it to even just one was just, you should have been banned for a year at least, if not longer. And it came in 20 odd cases, even though they only looked at four. You still settled, so you're still guilty. I don't care what they say, you should be banned indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And getting all that money off Cleveland's a joke. I think as well, well yeah. I think as well, Gary, the thing as well is the statement he released after the news broke. <sighs> it wasn't mm. even kind of oh, sorry. And then he sent no. the word, you know, as parents, you try and raise your children right, and if they do wrong, you try and get them to, to hold their hands up. But even like Johnny's just said there. The fact that the Browns gave him that contract when they knew what was coming out. And to be honest, about a while ago, I remember when, before this news broke about Deshaun Watson, there was a photo circulating of him in a Steve Young jersey. And as 49ers fans, we were getting excited. It was well before the trade, Lance trade. And then all this news broke and you thought, yeah, we've dodged a bullet there. But I, I just don't know how Browns fans can go and defend him personally. Yeah, that's what's got me. I mean, I, 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 when the news broke, when for the actual suspension on, I think it was Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, when it broke over here, um, I jumped on the you know, NFL network to watch the him coming out to the media. And as you say, Paul, his apology was, oh, it was shocking. He didn't, he apologized to everybody who might have been triggered by the events. So but I, not the lead, not the people, not the, but victim. not, but not, but not the particular, not the particular victims of what, you know, who brought the suit against or any of that. And, and it was, it was a horrible press conference, if you like. It was all like, oh, I'm going to move forward. I just want to press on. I want to be the best. And it was like, just, you know, if you're going to apologise, apologise. If you're going to hold your hand up to it. And as you say, Johnny, he's settled out of court with all of these. There's no way that 20 plus civil lawsuits and whatever else, there's got to be something there. It can't be. It's one of those no smoke without fire sort of moments, isn't it? So the fact that he's standing up on the on the stage dressed head to toe in Cleveland Browns outfits as you say Paul you know it's not it can't be a role model that Cleveland Browns surely want to you know portray to the rest of the league and the rest of the nation and whatever else so it is quite sickening that it's only only 11 games and and a five million dollar fine when he's got a guaranteed 230 million dollar contract with the Browns I mean what is the point of the five million dollars or seven or whatever it is you know, I've heard they're giving it all to sex assault um, charities and whatever else, but it just seems it seems a joke to all of those charities and those organisations that here's the money that we've taken from the Sean Watson. It's a pittance, and we're sorry. It's it's just, it, it doesn't seem to really go anywhere near far enough. I don't think. No, definitely not. Uh, and coincidentally, I think that the other. Typical NFL coincidence. I don't know if you've worked it out, Johnny, of the game that yeah, he the, the first back game back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the right side, it'd be really rusty, and it would get hammered and get knocked out for the season. Well, that's the, it, it. Seems to be the I hope. hope. That, that, yeah. that, with, uh, the hope is the Texans. No. Yeah, I don't hope usually for players getting injured, but I hope he gets knocked out in that game in the first play, and that's undone for the season. Yeah, everyone, there is a there is a feeling. I think that hopefully yeah. the Texans have a defense that can actually. Um, you know, maybe sacking once, twice, maybe more than a few times. Um, it, it does, Paul, I don't know what you think of whether or not the NFL chose 11 just because it would end up being the Browns, Texans on week 13 when he comes back. Does that seem almost too coincidental? To be honest, the original sentence, punishment, whatever you want to call it, would have saw him return against the Ravens. And I think that would have been a better TV rating, Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun. I think mm. the NFL... 
like Johnny said, I was shocked to hear that they only put four cases forward. And the problem they've got is, from what I understand, the judge who was ruling on the case had to go off what the NFL has done previously, hence why her hands were tied. Mm -hmm. And I think if it was ever a case for the NFL as a little bit of sympathy, because obviously they appealed the first decision. And I think what they've decided is this is probably the best it can be. I mean, it's, it's, it's a subject that I don't like to talk about on the 49er shows we've done. We, we've not touched upon it. But to be fair, I appreciate that on your channel, you've asked a question and I've answered. And moving it slightly different to the ITV deal, I was kind of happy to see it move over to ITV. Unfortunately, the adverts are a bit of an issue. I do like that Jason and Usi have um, stuck together. Yeah. I do like mm -hmm. them as a double act. Um, I do think it'd be interesting to see what the Super Bowl coverage will be like. Um, and yeah, anything that can show the NFL free to air in the UK for me is always a good deal. And if ITV throw a lot of money at it, as opposed to BBC, then fingers crossed it'll it'll do good. Absolutely, and and let's be honest, as a, as NFL fans, we're used to lots of adverts in in watching our games anyway from the US. You know the channels and they're constantly going to adverts, and often in a weird way, the ad, the advert breaks on BBC, the channel over here that doesn't show adverts. We're actually a little bit more awkward, and if you found there was always that sort of quickly jump back to the studio to find the guys who kind of talk over some of the adverts. So maybe being on a an ad channel over here with adverts is going to kind of tie in a little better. I mean, I, I watch on Game Pass. Normally, I subscribe to Sky Sports, and I have Sky on one TV. I have the 49ers or Red Zone on the other. Obviously, like everybody else with the cost of living and everything, I'm just Game Passing it this season. Um, obviously, the blackout games will, will cause me an issue. The Super Bowl coverage is not normally an issue for me, Johnny, because the 49 are faithful UK. We have a Super Bowl meet-up once a year. Regardless of who's in the Super Bowl, we always meet up, which sounds epic. So whichever pub has shown whichever coverage, I'm not too bothered. But um, I just think this year, a lot of people might get into the sport and only be watching on ITV. Obviously, those ardent NFL fans have Game Pass, like I've said, and you watch your teams. But it'll be interesting to see whether ITV's coverage brings new fans to the game. Which is always a good thing in my eyes. True, yeah. I used to, I, I did used to watch the Channel Four games and the Channel Five games before I started watching Game Pass. Now I've, I've been a subscriber to Game Pass for so many years now. I actually cancelled Sky Sports because the only time I watched it was for the NFL. So mm -hmm. I just got rid of Sky altogether and just have the, use the broadband. But that's it, and I just watch Game Pass. But I do have to turn my notifications off because it's about. A twenty-second lag, and you get all the scores yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think we get that well. Well. Yeah, hmm. you've got to turn your notifications off on your fantasy football. And I mean, the only yeah. reason I used to get um, Sky Johnny was when the Niners game was blacked out, and it was frustrating that you're paying for Game Pass. That's another knock was UK oh, fans yeah. that when the games are, are blacked out. So obviously, I will be using legal means, whether it's now TV, whether it's something else. I'm fingers crossed that only Niners games are blacked out, or when we have our meetups. So it won't matter to me. But, um, yeah, I was pleased to see the deal. I mean, I didn't watch much of the Channel 5 coverage. Like you, Johnny, I quite like the Johnny uh, Channel 4 coverage. That's how I got into the game originally was the Channel 4 coverage. Uh, was, it Nick, was it Nick Ludlam? Was it? Was it Nick? No, not Nick Ludlam. Uh, Nick, it? Uh, Nick Lindhurst, wasn't it? No, the kicker. Luckhurst. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. So I still remember that Channel 4 logo. I don't know if you remember it. 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 I don't know
it never hurt being on a, a channel that has more income, I suppose, from an advertising revenue point of view. So hopefully, as you say, Paul, maybe going on ITV, we'll get a, they might throw a bit of money at it. I know the, the main presenter, she's won a number of sports presenters of the year awards and stuff. So she's got a good rep in terms of presenting a sport. Is she a token female in a, in a male-dominated kind of environment? Don't want to say that, but it's, you know, you've got to see what it is. It, it's, a new, it's a new era. Hopefully, as you say, it just opens the door for more people to get involved and more people to love our game. Definitely. So I know we're into pre-season week two for most of our teams. Um, it's been a bit of an interesting sort of non-news story kind of day. I know mixed practices have happened. Giants, who have the Giants been uh, sharing practice with, Johnny? I honestly can't remember. Uh, <laughs> I've not had a chance to look at it much this week. Just been busy with kids. With life in general. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah, no, I know... Totally sure myself, actually. That's why I was asking. And I know we've been at the Vikings, haven't we, Paul? And there's been lots of stories about the defense dominating most of the practices. Um, yeah, so, so like you, Johnny, I've tried to have a bit of an off week this week. Gary will vouch for me. I'm normally plugged in all the 49ers content creators. I don't watch any of the sports. I'm a 49ers fan first and foremost. But yeah, you're right, Gary. This week, Nick Bosa has been immense in the joint practices. Trey Lance has been up and down, which is fair to say. But Danny Gray has been putting some highlights out there. There was one play in particular where he burned Patrick Peters on the sideline for about a 70 yard bomb from Trey Lance. Um, Nick Bosa, though, he, he's looking hungry, ready to get that contract, and it's great mm-hmm. to see. And it's good to see, as you say, all those content creators are out there for us UK fans to, to get involved in stuff like this that we, you know, normally a few years ago wouldn't have had anything to do with that. Um, some of the stuff I've seen, as you say, Danny Gray looking really fast, um, looking, you know, maybe one of those steals of the late rounds that the 49ers have been good at recently. Um, the one that I'm looking at is Javon Kinlaw. He just, he's just built differently. I don't know if you've seen anything like he just looks, I don't know what sort of shape, what sort of human being he is. He's like 6'10 or something and moves so fast. It's, it's an impressive specimen to say the least. He was slightly disappointing against Green Bear. Um, I mean, that's obviously me being a little bit harsh. And obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how Johnny views the the Giants content creators, but we're quite spoiled, Johnny. We've got quite a few of the 49er content creators who are actually been at training camp. They're at Minnesota watching the joint practices. So some of the stuff me and Gary can report back to fans on this side of the pond is obviously we're not there. We'd love to be there, but they're there because we're plugged into their content. I can come to you and say, oh, Trey Lance has done this, Nick Boss has done this, and it isn't hearsay. It's not something I've read, something I've actually seen because they've been good enough to share their content. But Kinlaw was a little bit rusty for me, Gary, against their mm. But hopefully he'll get a bit more of a shown against the Vikings. Obviously, he's been up and down with his injuries. First round pick. He had that spat with, um, obviously, one of the beat writers, which was well documented. But uh, for me, Spencer Burford is the one who's standing out at the moment. He's coming as a rookie. I think it was a fourth round, late fourth round pick. He's took all mm. the rest at right guard. He's made it look his own and he looked well at home against Green Bay. So, and obviously, our boy Samuel Womack. Don't forget Sammy Womack. Yes. Lee Gowland announced the pick, Johnny. So, the president of the 49 FFL UK was out in Vegas. He announced Samuel Womack at pick 172. 
So as you can imagine, from that moment on, he was a fan favourite. So Gary's got the jersey. Lee's got the jersey. There's another lad, Eric, who's out in Singapore, who's got the jersey. See Walmart overshadow Trail Anton Friday night, Johnny. was just It just felt like all of us in the 49 of April UK were like, yes, that's our pick. And we wanted to that was our boy yeah it was a great feeling to actually read his name being called out a couple of picks Carl Shanahan speaking about him on the podium and stuff so yeah it was a lot of a lot of pride in it even though as you say we don't we didn't have much to say about the pick but it was our president who read it out so it's a it's a, it's a nice sort of little thing that the team in the UK have for the faithful UK have oh, that's brilliant mate. <laughs> so as a Giants fan Johnny I have seen a little bit of footage of uh, Saquon looking pretty decent in training this year. But do you think he bounces back? I've seen a couple of highlight players where he's been receiving and he's made a couple of players from the backfield. I mean, again... He's I'm looking strong. Like, been, but you're the man to ask, I guess, of being a Giants well, fan. He is looking good for what I've seen in the, on Twitter and forum and all that stuff. Like, but it's he was looking not bad before he got injured as well. So it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to... Can, I don't. Did they ever change the turf? Because it seemed to be the turf everybody got injured. And hopefully, oh yeah, that was a horrible. Yeah, because that yeah, was a horrible it? one. And I hope he does, because he was he was immense when he first came out, and then the injury just killed it. And he was never quite mm. the same last year. But if, yeah, he's looking really good. Like I wasn't drafting him early on in drafts, but I am now. Starting <laughs> to pick him up. Yeah, it's like, I've, yeah, I've it's looking good. Yeah. I think he's faded a bit in a couple of drafts, hasn't he? So he's dropping down a little bit, and in the years. He is elite quality if he gets back full health. He's, he's in that CMC, Henry, you know, Taylor. Oh, definitely. Because as much as he had when he was a rookie, was just catching, yeah. running. He was getting everything. He was getting the ball all the time. I mean, it was just, it was so good. So you must have high hopes for your new head coach coming over from the Bills. Are you hoping he can sprinkle that Josh Allen magic on Daniel Jones? Or are you in the market for a QB? Because well, the get Get him some gloves or some sticky tape. He might stop fumbling the bloody thing. But, <laughs> but, uh, he's, he's a good quarterback. He just got to keep a hold of the ball, like. And of course, he's never going to live that meme down falling on a piece of grass or running in for a touchdown against. Well, while being yeah, seventy yards, could have been a seventy-five touchdown yeah. run, and he ended up a seventy-yard stumble and fall flat on your face. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for him to get back from that, is it? Yeah. But it's interesting, as you say, you know, will the new head coach, you know, will the new head coach, head coach over at the Giants, will they bring a, a different game? Will they expect Jones to be a bit more game manager? Will they put enough, do you think they've put enough um, weapons around him? I'm hearing good news, oh. good stories about Wondell Robinson. He sounds like well, he's yeah, I reckon a he could be pick. the slot receiver over yeah. Shepard at some point. But mm. yeah, he's got the weapons. He had a problem last year. Everybody was injured. <laughs> I mean, Shepard was out, Slayton was out, Tony Cannon, he was out for bits, and Gallaudet can't catch a touchdown anywhere. So can't catch a cold. Can he? Yeah. Well, oh, even in New York, he can't catch a cold. Yeah. a million contract for Gallaudet. I mean, I had high hopes for him, Johnny. I did draft him last year in a couple of drafts because he, he tended to do well for me in fantasy, but I've stayed well away from him this season. I, well, I, I, liked, I liked him in Detroit when he came in, and he was brilliant, but just mm-hmm. last year. Was, you can't blame. Jones for him, he was just awful. You know, I mean, let's say Shepard when he was playing was good last year. They should use Slayton more. I, I like Darius Slayton, but he doesn't seem to be high up in the depth chart too much. Then mm-hmm. he's a nippy little player, like he always has been. But we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? They've got a new rookie tight end. I've not seen much of him. Is it Bellinger? Bellinger. 
haven't heard much about him either. Yeah. Yet, so. They drafted him quite late on, I think it was. But. Hmm. So hopefully he'll be quite good now. I actually quite fancied the Bills tight end when they drafted Jalen Widemir, because he was quite high up in the for rookies, but he didn't do mm. very well at the pro day. But apparently, New England just signed him. Ah. So that would well, be. Well, they need all the help they can end. get, wouldn't they? Yeah, but he was, he was like top tight end for the university he played for in the history, so it could be an extra addition for them. Like so, Jalen Wide Wide, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed yesterday that they they signed him uh, to a new deal, so an extra weapon for the Patriots. So. Depending um, on who's throwing to them, is it going to be Mac Jones or is it going to be Zappe after their preseason game against you guys? Well, Zappe did look option. good. Like, yeah. <laughs> he looked a better option, didn't he? I think Jones had a good uh, a long touchdown in uh, practice, and then went up to one of the coaches and said something, and or hell broke loose. So all the receivers were sticking up for Jones against the Colts. Right? Yeah, I think kind of what with the QB there. To be fair, I know he, he hasn't looked great in training camp, but I think they've, they've gone all in on on, on Matt Jones. But uh, to be fair, I don't know much about the Giants. Me and Gary uh, talk a lot with the Jets fan Johnny. So Dan, who runs Let's Talk Sports, so I tend to have my tunnel vision on for 49ers. I dip my toe in the Jets just because, obviously, I do a show with, with uh, Dan. Um, but to be honest, I do keep a cheeky look out for the Giants. Like I said, it was my first introduction to fantasy football a few years ago and I got allocated your team. So basically, I had to run with your roster and put it in. So obviously, I was keeping an eye out for their results. So that was a slightly different way of playing fantasy football. I only did it that one year because after that, I thought I'd prefer to draft my own players. But uh, me and Gary have entered quite a few leagues this year, Johnny, between us. Got a fair number, yeah. You play fantasy football, Johnny. Is it something uh, you one or a lot? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, think I, I, I think Gary's on the clock in one of our drafts as well. Like, I, just yeah, made I, probably, a I think I probably yeah. am actually. Yeah, I must be. Yeah, because I've been following you on the uh, dynasty. Yeah. Talk and, and like, so yeah, Johnny, the reason I got Johnny on here is from the Brit Ball Hall. I know the one you also got pulled into that one. So, Johnny and I were in that Brit Ball, uh, Brit Ball slow My draft one. You painful. My you had a painful slow draft, draft didn't you? draft was terrible there was one guy in the clock for about 18 hours it was getting really painful i mean the scott fishball draft was a slow draft but that's scott fishball so you kind of understand but when you invited me to that brick ball one gary i think the draft only finished yesterday or something but to be honest wow. i'm relegating that right to the bottom of my list of teams it annoyed me that much i don't think i'm going to focus that much effort on it because it took like i said there was one lad on the clock for 18 hours so it was just, oh, just we got obviously got lucky then johnny because um, i was almost yeah. We, we were close to breaking their record of, of drafting quicker than anything, so it was quite Yeah, smart. we stumbled a bit near the end, but we were getting close. It, like, did, yeah. it did get close, but yeah, it was interesting because the one that Paul joined was the Spitfire one, you know, we got into the, oh, the other one, yeah. the, the secondary one, which obviously was there because there was enough people wanting to do it, but then it sounded like, Paul, you had a nightmare with that. I was right in the middle as well, so oh. like when I did my pick, and then by the time it went all the way around, honestly, I'll go days without making a pick. Um, but obviously, Johnny, I think last year I did about seven leagues and I said to my long suffer another half, I won't do any more. Then I was kind enough to get invited to Scott Fishball. Then I got introduced to Gary and then oh, I wouldn't even like to know when he's going on on my phone at the moment, but it's a lot more than seven. So yeah, I've well, found baseball this year for the first time. I don't know if you've done that before. No, I'm, I'm in a lot of baseballs this year because I love I love the draft and you just do it and leave it. Yeah. Hmm. And I've got, Triple figures. 
I've got probably about a hundred baseball graphs, like so. Wow. I know, but hey ho. The kids don't speak so. You leave them, don't you, Johnny? I like them. I like that's the first time I've done them this year. One of my good friends needed someone to join in at two pound a winter, so I entered, and then I drafted my team. And he texted me and said, "You're done now for the season." I was like, "Oh, is that all this works? Get used to it. Leave that alone." Because I was saying to Gary, when you do the redraft leagues and the dynasty leagues. You've got to allocate a lot of time on a Wednesday for your waiver day and a lot of time on a Sunday. So they were saying that last week that you've got to set aside a good couple of hours Sunday morning to get everything ready, otherwise you miss your chance. It's like, yeah, those best balls seem to be brilliant. You just go in. It, it, the drafts tend to be deeper and longer, but it's a it's once the draft's done, you're like gone away. Well, I've been a couple of best balls that do have waivers and trades, but even then, if I don't have to worry too much about the team because it's a free league. Yeah, and it still picks the best team. So that's an odd one. How did you? How many what? rounds did you draft? If you then have waivers as well, because most oh. of the ones that I've looked at have been like twenty-eight rounds or something. So you, there's there's nobody left to be on waivers once <laughs> once everyone's been picked. I know, but they do have them, and some people are. I'm not picking it. I just leave my team as it is, and that's it. Yeah. That's but the whole point. But then last done, year, not. one of my best balls, I think I had my whole bench was on IR or puck. <laughs> So I'd be basically stuck with the team. So that's sort of quite handy if you could pick somebody else up to replace the ones that are no coming back. Like, but mm. I think I came about fourth in that one, so it wasn't too bad because like, then I had oh. no bench, no bench, and nothing else to play with. Yeah. Yeah. So as a Giants fan, looking at mine and Gary's team, what's your thoughts on the Trailland situation? And I apologise if you've already mentioned this, but because it's the first time I've met you, Johnny, I always like to ask fans from other teams, what's your opinion? Well, I did think they spent an awful lot of money on him, like, because, and then at some point I actually thought they were going to go for Mac Jones because I quite like Mac Jones even before the draft. And I did, I predicted before the draft last year that he would end up at the Patriots, but I thought they would sign him, like, trade up and get him, not fall on a lap. But for little, like, that pass last week was just amazing. And he's got the legs as well. Again, and I know it was a good catch as well, and he kept on going, but it was some bomb. I mean, if he can keep on doing that, when you've got Ayuk, Debo, even George Kittle up the middle, and do you, is it John Jennings? He's maybe quite good as well. So he's had a bit of a long weapons, I think John Jennings is the one who's not come through camp as well as some of the others have been mentioning. So you know, as you say, the weapons are around Trey, but and and that that pass that just it was a the thing that I liked about the pass to Danny Gray, Paul was it was a it was a deep ball, but it was a touch ball as well. He didn't. He didn't just hang, you know, just launch it out there and hope that Danny Ray got under it. I mean, it, there was some touch and some, you know, direction on it. It wasn't just an Aaron Aaron Rodgers last minute, you know, last second oh, yeah. Hail Mary launch sure, but, it up the yeah. end of hope somebody gets under it. So that there was a, there was multiple things that's good about it. And it didn't even look like he was throwing it that hard. That was a scary thing. Yeah. It was almost like he just thought, there you go. Yeah, you like Rogers, who does the yeah. big massive throw and run it. He big, just did. Big heave, sort of, yeah, happy Gilmore run up to it, doesn't he, sometimes? But then yeah, I think, I think uh, I've heard in training camp is that some of his deep passes to the young boy, he's had to slow back a bit to catch the passes like because it's so fast. Yeah, yeah. Danny Gray's a speed. Yeah, so what's shown well, Johnny, as well, um, when we drafted him, him and Trey met up before OTA, so they've been working on that chemistry. Well, and another thing, Gary, that impressed me, and Johnny will probably laugh at this, there was a play on uh, Friday, Johnny, where Trey escaped out the pocket and he ran, and then just before the defender came, he actually slid. I did not 
he didn't slide last year. And obviously, mm. on the news of obviously the Jets losing Zach Wilson, for me, it's little things like that that I've seen in pre season and training camp that are making me think, oh, he's actually he's been thinking about this because Aaron Rodgers, as we've said there, Gary's probably the best at coming out of the pocket and then sliding down. And you yeah. know, in the NFL, as they're going down the slide, if they get touched, Can't touch him. Mm. an extra 10 yards, it's an extra 15 yards. So, but no, I just I wanted your opinion. Johnny, because I have friends who were non-49ers fans and they're dying for Trellon to be a bust. Mm. They were unimpressed by that throw. So I'm chuckling because you sitting here now saying that throw was good. Makes me feel quite happy, to be honest. Well, no, I did actually notice a slide in the first thing. I thought, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, just slight because he played a couple of games, but to me, he's still a rookie, but he never played enough to be on his second year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to me, he's still, it's like a more experienced rookie, but he's still a rookie. Still, definitely don't know rookies. what you're going to get, and like I say, yeah, that was impressive because, like I say, a lot of them don't. Even some of them still don't dive. Slide oh, and the, like first year, slide right, so. yeah, the, the games he played for us last year when he when he started with Jimmy injured and stuff, there were a couple of scrambles and runs that he did, and he and he went into the tackles upright and everything like that, little oh, wincing, thinking, "Get down, get down," you know. Yeah. You, you, right you do that, yeah. Well, yeah, especially in the way he runs and stuff, because you know his legs are one of his weapons. If he doesn't learn that slide, it, it won't last as long as we'd all hope. From from the other side, Johnny, from from the, as Paul says, you know, we watch the Giants from afar. We've got a bit of a, a a green slant on our New York sort of glasses. What who are the ones that you're looking at for for this year? Are you looking for your, you know, obviously you've got your your jersey on there for your first round pick. Are you hoping he's going to make the roster? And well, I'm sure he's going to make the roster. But how do you think he's going to plug in? Well, I hope he obviously there was a bit of a bit of a slate on him that he doesn't follow up if he doesn't get through first time. So hopefully he works on that and doesn't give up. You know what I mean? If he doesn't get through the first time, just keep on going, keep on going, working it. And he'll get there because he's a good player and he's explosive. He just wants him to get there. And obviously receiver-wise, I hope Tony stays fit because he's a good little mm-hmm. young player and gets his attitude in check because it was a bit crap last year. And obviously the the new rookie wide receiver, he'll be a good one too. Mm. And to be honest, I'd rather we just cut Gallery. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to believe we're going to throw him anyway, so just don't even bother having him on the field, to be honest. It's like, like, he's going to be covered by the second or third string cornerback, isn't he? Because yeah. even if you throw to him, he's going to drop it. So, But somebody that tall, you know what I mean? You should be able to throw like Lamar Jackson used to throw and you could just catch it with one hand. But... <laughs> It should be it should be your your goal line fade, shouldn't you? Go to the back corner, toss it up high, and jump up and catch it. But, but whether that happens or not, pain. that's a danger of paying them sometimes, Johnny. Obviously, with Debo's got his big contract, and you look at Golladay went the Giants seventy two million. I'm not saying that was why he's tailed off, but once they've been paid, that can be in danger. But Tony's looked good in in training. I drafted him in the Scott Fishbowl, and I've seen a couple of flashes. But you're right, Johnny. I think it's his attitude, isn't it, with Tony? The talent's there. It's the attitude. Mm-hmm. So. Because he had the attitude right from camp last year and it just didn't get any better the whole year. Like, so hopefully the new coach has knocked him into shape and get his attitude right and maybe help because the whole franchise last year was just a bit of a joke. Like, so Yeah, and, and it's a shame because it's better, right? you've yeah, got to hope that Sorry, Gary, that play you did right at the end of the season when it was like right on your goal line and you did a quarterback sneak when it was just... I just... <laughs> No, yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm think, still getting slagged off for that. Yeah, <laughs> I think, as you say, Paul, with our New York Giant, New York Jets links, it's it's hopeful that there's a there's an upswelling in football for New York. 
because they've not been blessed, shall we say, with some good years recently. So it's it's the hope, isn't it, that sometimes gets you with the, the NFL fans in general, but obviously with for New York specifically, both teams have been pretty, shall we say, oh, yeah. not <laughs> you could say it, Johnny. Did you? You're actually one. Of even the, even know, remember one the Super great. Bowls we were only that good a team. It was just the defense mm. was good in the playoffs. Can mm. Eli can he did some good throws like that, but wasn't it for the defense? We've been one either. Then. So yeah, can. From a Giants point of view, I have a good friend who's a Washington fan and a, a friend from my hometown who's a Cowboys fan. So obviously, I get their perspective all the time because you're you're in their division. I mean. My good friend Chris always thinks the Cowboys are going to win every year. I always get a test. Doesn't every Cowboys fan. Oh, so, you know. Um, America's team. <laughs> it's our year this year. Yeah. And my friend who's a Washington fan, he, he was out a couple of years before COVID, Johnny. He actually got tickets for the Giants versus Washington at New York. And he sat in the home end and he said people were blown away that he was sat there with his Washington cap on, his Washington jersey, but a UK accent. And when he was explaining it to Washington fan, because obviously his dad was a Washington fan in the 80s and he's inherited that. And obviously Gary started this show from across the pond and people always ask you, how do you pick your team? So that leads me on to why are you a Giants fan? I'd love to know. Uh, well, when I first started watching, obviously you had uh, Joe Montana and Boomer Esiason and all that playing and it was just beautiful to see. But don't know, I think I finally when I saw Lawrence Taylor play. Mm. The boy is just... <laughs> You couldn't get away with what he does now, but mm. back then it's just like, and I got myself, I've got a Mark Bavaro talk from in the Super Bowl win, so I'll maybe wear that one next week. I bought it on eBay, mm. it's quite a nice one. But yeah, the, yeah, watching Lawrence Taylor play, it's just the boy's a machine. Like, but I do also love the NFL, like, you know, watching Barry Sanders play was just unbelievable. And mm. uh, what was that? Ladanian Thomason, again, all those oh, yeah. players. You don't get players like that anymore, you know what I mean? You've got like you don't get the, you don't get the characters, do you? Yeah, you don't get the characters just, as much now. No, but it just back then, it's just it was just different. You could have it's interesting you say start. it for a start. You could have players like LT, who you know, I think we all can all say, you know, one of the best defensive players ever that played the game, but you know, also changed the game. You know, we look at Paul just for us, you know, we've got Trent Williams at left guard, sorry, left tackle. <laughs> and uh, you know you wouldn't be paying somebody like Trent Williams the money that he gets to be the best left tackle if it wasn't for a player like Lawrence Taylor you know and I know that came from the blind side and a lot of that you know it wasn't you know that's why suddenly you know offensive linemen were so important because how LT played the game so the fact you know he's he's you know the reason you follow the Giants same for us Paul you know we saw one player and we fell in love with that player for me it was Ronnie Lott similar sort of player to that sort of thing not not Montana, not Rice. It was Ronnie Lott. His his grittiness, his hitting, is you know the way he played. So it's interesting that you say that LT was the one that caught your attention. He did change the game for for better or for worse, depending on how you look at it. You know, as you say, the game has changed over the years. Or we've been watching it. You know, you can't hit the quarterback now. There's so many. You know, you you think of some of the great players from the generations that we watched. How many yards would they rack up now? Dan Marino, for example, would probably pass for fun in this this league and oh, even yeah. you know, just imagine the numbers that some of these players can be putting up that went through the the battles that when the defense were allowed to literally you know pummel you to the ground and receivers who could be smashed left right and center so well look at the mess on the big mcdab was how many always played he always got hammered <laughs> <laughs> but he still played brilliant but he was just mm. 
I think it was in that one game the Giants sacked him 11 times in one game. Yeah, you've got to bring that in, Johnny. I love that. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, you've got to do that. that yeah, you know, I've seen I've, <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> we all do love the NFL. And if we met in the pub and you walked in, you're a Giants jersey, I'd be straight over. Hello, mate. 49ers fan. We talk football. And that goes back to what I said before, Johnny. The American fans love the fact that we have that passion. Like on a Sunday in my house, six o'clock comes, NFL Sunday starts. I watch all the games. I watch Red Zone. I'm plugged in through the season. My family know that from September to February, it's NFL. I'll watch every game, not just the 49ers. And I do love to talk football with other fans. But Lawrence Taylor was someone, obviously, I discovered later on. And when I got Game Pass, you go back and you watch America's game, watch all the highlights. <laughs> I actually saw Lawrence Taylor for the first time on any given Sunday. And obviously, oh, yeah, I yeah. that movie and then Googling him was like, oh, he was actually a football player. And then going and watching his highlights and was like, like Gary said, yeah, he's one of the greatest of all time. So I was just interested to know your story. So thank you for sharing that, Johnny. No bother. But I did, like, I did, like, I like watching uh, the Redskins for a bit as well, when they were the Redskins, you know, way back when, like, you know, mm. one of my favourite other, like, uh, Portis was a great running back. Kind of loved watching him play, and uh, did it Chris Cooley, the tight end? Is it Cooley? Go on. I think so. I yeah, and he was he was some player as well. Like, I mean, and that's before tight ends were such a big thing. But he was <laughs> such a kind of with him and Gonzalez. But obviously Gonzalez was more famous than he was. But he was still a great mm. tight end back then too. I do like, although I can't, I find it hard to find nice players for Dallas. I'll be honest. <laughs> Or Philadelphia, you know, especially Deshaun Jackson when it comes to kick returns. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, not... No. But yeah, it's great. You know, as you say, what you say, Paul, being fans of a team is great, but being an NFL fan, it's it's what brings a lot of the UK, you know, together. And you know, we've got a meetup plan for the 49er group. Um, is is there a Giants group in the UK, Johnny, that you're part of? That I know well, for you, it's really pretty difficult. So far up, so it's yeah, I was going to say from the Orkney yeah. Islands, it's pretty difficult to get anywhere, isn't it? So. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's not really possible. Like I've got my, I, I got my main league, and I think we're about sixteen in the team, and there's about ten different teams supported in it. So, okay. it's quite a wide range. Hmm. Well, the two loudest ones, one's a Forty Nine, other one's a Packers fan, and the two, the two go at like a married couple, like. <laughs> well, we have you our could... own group, Johnny, like uh, Gary was saying. Now we have the Forty Nine FFL UK, so we have a closed Facebook group, which is just for Forty Nine fans. We have a, a massive presence on Twitter. We have two meetups a season, so we always have the Super Bowl meetup in Newcastle. The reason it's in Newcastle is the majority of us live in the northeast. When we first did these a few years ago, we were the only ones that were going. But the in-season meetup, we move it around. So last year it was in Bristol, which was like a seven-hour journey for me from the northeast. Week one, we're hoping to take over Leeds. So we haven't got the venue announced yet, Johnny, but we're going to basically get a sports bar in Leeds. We're going to take it over and we're going to watch the Bears game. That's going to be awesome. I know Gary's got the great North run that day, but I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping Newcastle at Leeds isn't too far away. I'd love to see him. Two hour drive. It's a two hour drive. You know. you'll, just, you'll just have to run it quick and get down the road, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Johnny. I like that. <laughs> starts, starts at 9 a.m. I've got till 6 p.m. Oh, you've got plenty right. of time, yeah. Plenty of time. It's only a half. Yeah, the meetups are great, though, Gary. I mean, obviously, I, I know, like you said, Johnny, normally when I first got into the sport, you sat at home and you think you're the only one in the UK and then you, you join social media and, and, and you connect. Like you said, I'm in a group chat from my hometown. There's 12 of us. I'm the only 49ers fan. There's a Packers fan who loves Aaron Rodgers more than he loves the Packers. There's a Chiefs fan. There's a, there's a Bears fan. There's a Bills fan. But 
this season seems to be they all are united against Trey Lance, but I don't know whether that's to wind me up or not. So I was to wind you up, Paul. It is to wind you up. I'm keeping those receipts, Johnny. And if Trey Lance becomes a superstar, social media will definitely hear about it. And I won't make any apologies. Oh, definitely not. No danger, because you had been getting a lot of hate, so you've got to stick up for your man, right? Mm. And you have put the future in him, so you just got to hope that he works out. Because you've got you've got the supporting cast around him, and they're all young players. And you've got about forty-five running backs that can go anyone behind them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I wish they. As we discussed one, last week, wish, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. I wish they choose one at least for fantasy, so we can put our you know pin our tail. Yeah, on I, I guess we'll see. Keep us guessing, Gary. We're a run-heavy team, and obviously, um, Trey Sermons looked quite good this week. Um, I know you I picked him up in a couple of drafts this week. Actually, uh, he's a good one. Late to pick on, up, like, late yeah, on, he's yeah. a good because he's dropping because nobody. Was he the third round pick last year? Third round pick last year that was injured. Yeah, I think. Liz Frank injury or a foot, it was some sort of foot injury, wasn't it? That put him out for the season. So, yeah, he's still he's another third round pick that's coming back. So he's got point to prove. You know, he was picked in the third round. There's got to be something there about him. So yes, yeah. yeah, as, as a late round flyer, as you say, Johnny, he's dropping in leagues down to 12, 13, 14 round. What have you got to lose if he gets hot? You know, as Shanahan's proven time and time again, he'll give the ball to the running back who's who's running with it. So you never know. It looked good on Friday, Gary, that he caught that pass from the backfield. I know it wasn't a great splashy play, but the fact that you can add that in fantasy purposes if your running back can be used as a receiver as well. So, mm-hmm. And he looked good in pass protection, which Kyle Shanahan likes his receivers and his backs to be good in pass protection. If you can block, you get your yeah. chances. And that was the knock on Ayuk last year. Ayuk was in the dugout because he wasn't prepared to put his body on the line. And you've mm-hmm. seen how he's bounced back. I think Ayuk's going to have a big, big year in fantasy this year. Him and Trey Lance have the connection there, but mm-hmm. I'm just excited, man. Actually, yeah, just away. thinking about yeah, can't wait. I was just thinking about Ayuk and the story that came out about him, you know, saying that, you know, the first year he walked into the NFL, COVID, there was no training camp, there was nothing, he didn't really know what it was all about. He just thought, oh, I'll just stroll in and be an NFL player because of the injuries at the, at the Niners. You know, the second camp came around, he was like, eh, I'm a starter, I don't need to worry about it. And then suddenly you got the wake up call to suddenly go, oh, this is kind of what being an NFL player is about. Now he's in full train. And I'm just going back to what you were saying about Tony, uh, Johnny. You wonder whether or not not having the full training camp first year experience, mm-hmm. maybe this year, hopefully that attitude will get knocked off when he goes to training and he gets battered by the defence and stuff like, you know, when the pads are on and there's proper hits. Because last year, I think there was a lot of half COVID and wasn't really a full practice and it wasn't really full. So you do have to... You know, that was really interesting for me reading that stuff from Ayuk that, you know, he came with the mentality of oh, this this is how to be an NFL player because nobody I know everyone said, Well, you should know better, but you know, coming out of college and just walking straight into a starting position in the NFL without really doing the training camp, it must have been a little bit like not oh, gravy train, this is easy. So it's interesting to read that. The flip yeah. side of that, Gary, is that Kyle Shanahan came out and said normally it takes players to get cut to learn that lesson. And you've got to give Ayuk credit. He bounced back from that last year. And like you said, the off-season, Johnny, he, he met up with Trey Lance. They were, they were working well before OTAs. OTAs rolled around. They had that connection. Training caps rolled around. They've looked good. He's looked good against the Vikings in practice this week. I think the interesting thing for us as 49ers fans is I don't think we'll see many of the starters on Saturday night, Gary. But I yeah. think he looked at the practices this week. And I think Kittle came out and said it as well, Johnny, that basically the practices this week are more important for the team. But I think you'll see a lot of the second and third string, um, especially with the O-line, Gary. I think, obviously, Brunskill picked up an injury last week. So, it let yeah. obviously, Brendel take a lot of the snaps at centre. I'd like to see Donovan West. Obviously, we picked him up 
a big, big and drafted free agency, yeah. And drafted free agent, we gave him quite a bit of guaranteed money. He hasn't had much to do in training camp, but uh, I do hope somebody comes from somewhere. And obviously, the third preseason games normally where all those players on the edge of the bubble. But um, I don't watch the preseason games, Johnny. I watch them back yeah. next day. Not bothered about the score. It's not about the score for me. So. With the regular season coming around, I never miss a game, but my sleep's too important for the pre-season games. I don't know about you, Gary. No, I don't actually like the pre-season games because the amount of players that get injured. I look at Dobbins last year, an innocent catch, and that was him out for the year. Then they go and lose, uh, what was his name? Edwards? Right after it. So, again, yeah, the best Edwards, start of the yeah. year. So, mm-hmm. And I know in my main draft, my mate, we had, the, we had the draft on a Thursday night of kickoff, and then I just watched the game at night. And he picked Edwards. But two minutes after he picked him, he was oh, out no. oh, it was just it was unreal. Like so, you got a bit of a ribbon for that one. But mm. but I've also booked Friday off after this year because I want to watch the first game, but it should be a cracker. Like yeah, uh, that's a I mean the, the Bills against the Rams. So that'll be yeah. an oh, awesome yeah. game in the first night. night. So, yeah. I think we got I think we got Carolina week one or something like that. Well, I think the Panthers play against the Brams because I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan, but I want the Panthers. Oh, yeah, they're playing Brams. against each other. Yeah. I want Baker Mayfield to come in and be like, do you like that? Do you like that? Yeah. So, yeah. This, this is what you traded away. Yeah. It might be the Titans, and I think it's, a week, it's the Titans, I think. Well, if it's the Titans, you'll be a six o'clock game because in my group chat, yeah, Johnny, probably. the Titans fan. I hope I'm home home so. About the late games, I think they only get three a season, Gary. I think the Titans are always on at six o'clock. And I'm like, how can you complain when you've only got three late games? We support a team on the West Coast. Well, I think we've got every two. game's a late game. Every game's a late game for us this year, isn't it? Near enough, we've, we've got, got two, six o'clock. Yeah, week one, and I think week eight, and then after that, we're all late. So when I got my leave card, Johnny, first of April, I was like, I'm holding off until the fixtures are out. And then I was like, my boss keeps saying, why do you need this random Mondays or random Fridays or random Tuesdays off? It's like NFL season. Well, I, I'm lucky with my job because I'm off on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so I can stay up for the late games. So just get the kids to school and go back to bed. Nice. It couldn't happen. It's just the Thursday night games I might miss sometimes. But yeah, there's a couple I'm, of really I'm, good I'm, Thursday night games this year as well, isn't it? Well, week two is looking good. Is it uh, mm-hmm. Chiefs against uh, the Chargers? Are they a good one too? But well, I think Amazon, have, Amazon have thrown a fair bit of money in there. I think they the, the NFL have given them a fair couple of good tasty games, haven't they? So. Well, they, they announced yeah. that before the fixtures came out. I remember yeah. advertising it. Like, yeah, that that, that, that fixture that fixture release that took like three weeks and everything leaked out and everybody knew who everybody was playing before the official date. Then that one, that's yeah, typical that's NFL. That's the one. And then Jets. retired, unretired. So then they had to rejig a couple of the fixtures around, and that's the danger as well. Obviously, for people on on the other side of the pond. We can't book all our weeks off, Gary, because the games get flexed. So I know yeah. I've fallen foul of that a couple of times, Johnny, where I've booked it in and then the game's been flexed out, especially the 2020 year when we had horrendous injuries and a lot of our prime time games got flexed out. And then if you're successful, which I'm hoping we are, a lot of our games get flexed back and mm. it can be a nightmare, especially if you're going out over at the States. I think a couple of people, Gary, in our group have been caught out where they've booked the travel plans They've well, got the change of times, yeah. and, and then, then the suddenly it's a four-hour shift or three-hour limit. It's not for it. That's oh. not really easy to deal with. Yeah. Well, luckily being a Giants fan, we don't have to worry about that. So <laughs> you've you've been in that six o'clock early slot for a while. And I'll, and I'll be and I'll be I'll be at that half past two game as well. So that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you, you, got, get... you get tickets for that? Was that? Yeah, I got tickets through a, a Jets fan who 
place for Aberdeen Roughnecks, Mark. So that was quite good. So oh, that'll be awesome for you, man. Yeah. I, I haven't been yet. Um, I started to part in the 49ers in 2012, and my daughter was born with a hole in the heart, and it was the year that they came over to play the Jags, and she was like six months old, and I was like, I'm only new to the sport. Shall I go to London? And I never went. It's my only regret, Johnny. Should have gone to that game. So the next time the yeah, 49ers were over in London, my other half has already said, you will be going. Um, I won't be making the journey over to Levi's this year. Finances, obviously, <laughs> cost of living and all the rest of it. But I'm, I'm made up. You've got tickets. I'm, my friend who's a Green Bay fan hasn't got tickets yet, but he wanted to take mm. his nine-year-old son to see Aaron Rodgers play. But the tickets just went like gold dust. So, well, my, my mate Jeff Packers fan, he got four tickets, but he logged in at twenty past eight. So, yeah, well, I had, we had a couple of discussions. Yeah. Still got tickets there, and even though, yeah, I mean, there is there is a group on Facebook. Or, or you know face value tickets that suddenly you know people suddenly circumstances change or whatever else so definitely jump on that you know well, he's, he's i'm sure he's all over it you know it's the same as the munich tickets gary so in that same <laughs> yeah, i mean johnny oh they were crazy one. those ones like and he basically got a pass out from his other half and they were all allowed to like right we're, we're going to munich and i was like count me out there's no way my first nfl game is going to be tom brady versus the Seahawks. it's not happening but no. it's that expensive for a ticket they're all going over the states instead now. That, that's yeah, how it's, it's easier to just get. You can guarantee a ticket. You can guarantee it's actually going to be cheaper to fly to the states and watch a game. Yeah, well, so I, got, I, got, I got my flights booked in my hotel book, so uh, I'm all set. Like, but yeah, I did. I got an air disc. Uh, in Orkney, you get an air discount that you get forty percent off your flight. I think between Orkney mm-hmm. and the mainland, so. It only costs four hundred pounds instead of six hundred. So. Instead of the six hundred or seven hundred you were talking yeah. about last week, bargain. Brilliant, gents. Is, it's yeah. been a great. Uh, it's been great chatting with you. I appreciate your time. I know it's quite late over here. It's been up Friday evening. Um, just before we go, anyone who's listening, please don't forget to sign up for that Row One Brand giveaway. The link is floating across the bottom there. Row One Brand are a, a t-shirt and a clothing brand. They do vintage t-shirts and stuff, and they're giving away a t-shirt for anyone who subscribes to Variety Sports Network. So give that link a call. Uh, follow that up sign up gents paul johnny have a great weekend thanks for your time hopefully we'll catch up soon yeah. let's just be football from across the pond 